Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. Brought to you by JC Deco. Bringing together the greatest minds, discussing the latest trends, and uncovering what life in programmatic digital out of home is all about. So hello, and thanks for tuning into episode two of the Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. Uh, I'm Dom Kozak, Head of Programmatic at JCDCO UK. And today I am joined by probably one of the most experienced programmatic digital out of home marketers in the UK, uh, if you don't mind me saying, Alice. Um, so this is Alice Donnelly joining us today, Head of Programmatic at Kinetic. Uh, welcome to Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to be here. Great stuff. So just kicking things off. Um, obviously, Alice, you and I um, perhaps know each other, uh, some might say, too well. Uh, but can you tell us a bit about your background and your role? Sure. So currently, I take care of all things programmatic out of home for Group N and Kinetics direct agency appointments. So I've been doing this for coming up to five years now, which uh, was a shock to me when I realised that. But it's been great to uh, really see the industry transform over that five years in terms of programmatic. Um, but before that, um, worked across a few different channels, uh, display, adjustable TV, um, search. So been across a few different areas in the media. Great. So just listening to that, talking about other channels, I've just realised that perhaps some people listening uh, may not know what or who Kinetic are, or even what a what a specialist is um, in our world, Alice. I don't know if you want to uh, take that unprepared question and perhaps fill in our listeners. Um, Kinetic is an out-of-home specialist. And what that means is it's a specialist media agency focusing on out-of-home media. So that generally tends to encompass all elements. So that will include things like programmatic, that um, is part of my world, but it'll also be around things like classic uh, buying, so paper and paste, but also elements around um, specific activations like murals, um, special bills, big old uh, things that leap out of the billboard at you. That's also the sort of things that um, a specialist out of home agency uh, will take care of. And a whole lot more besides that around research, insight, um, data, uh, trading, all those good things as well. Great stuff. Thanks, Alice. I, I've just realised how unfair that question probably was, considering you've come more from the digital world and I've come more from the out-of-home world. But it's uh, you know it's great that we we can both work in the same space these days. And, and we have done for a, for a few years, um, certainly over the you know the past five years, let's say, programmatic digital out-of-home uh, has evolved, and, and lots of people, including yourself, um, have become you know real specialists in this space. Can you kind of briefly tell us how you became involved in this channel and some of the key, well, what the key moments were for you, were they first campaigns, technical developments, et cetera? Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, I initially joined Kinetic, not specifically to do programming at home. So it was very much around focusing on what were the key strategic projects and elements that were going to keep us moving forward, keep us evolving, um, keep us leading the market. Um, so worked in a whole bunch of different areas across the business. Um, and one of them was this programmatic out-of-home thing. So with my background um, in the digital space and a bunch of other experiences I'd had bringing businesses to market, um, I got given that project. So it's been a real fun one. So it's been building the business um, from the ground up. Every part of it um, is basically been new um, and been 
uh, pull together uh, to deliver the products and services um, and expertise that we have now. So that's been really exciting. Um, so a slightly, uh, slightly sideways uh, way of coming at programmatic outline. Um, I think thinking around some of the key moments, um, there's obviously you know really exciting stuff that we've been able to do for clients is, is fantastic. So market first use of data, whether that be UV targeting or uh, snowing in certain mountain ranges halfway across the world, activating in London, um, everything in between. That's been brilliant. Um, but there's also the other bits as well, which are, you know, kind of bringing the team together, you know, uh, bringing different people from different disciplines, you know, building that blended skill set within our business has been really exciting as well. Um, kind of, you know, working with different people on that journey together. So that's been a real, a real kicker too. Um, and everything in between. So working with different platforms, developing the further, what do we need to change? What's brilliant? What can we do more of? What do we need less of? Um, working uh, with different tech stacks. Um, people come from different sides of the equation. Oh, it's been great as well. Yeah, I mean, that's that really resonate, resonates with me, Alice. And I, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, the, um, the the research with MTM that we were talking about in our in our previous episode, um, you know, it's great that we were interviewing or surveying 200 programmatic out-of-home practitioners. And I think probably when you and I embarked on this journey um, to get two in a room was probably a uh, quite a special thing at that at that point um it's really interesting as well that you think you, you mentioned team there and kind of team composition and i wondered how that could differ um in terms of uh team composition and collaboration from client to client um are there some key factors in there that influence the way that you work with other teams you know other teams perhaps who are working on on other channels uh, in an omnichannel approach yeah and it's a really interesting question. So the omnichannel piece is emerging more. Um, it's definitely come on uh, leaps and bounds over the last year or so, I'd say. Um, and kind of what that really means for us and clients and, and working with those sorts of teams, it's it's still quite bespoke. It still varies very much in terms of, you know, what, what is the client looking for? How can we help them? Where does it fit? their needs what does that mean so this is becoming you know much more scaled and scalable but we still and i think this is the right way to do it we're very much focused on how can we uh, serve the client better like what's the real reason for doing this like where can we find added value and benefit um what what's the difference you know why does this make it uh, better special more um so those are uh, you know it, it does vary very much um you know convert and especially in relation to how well informed are folks you know kind of what's the level of education about programmatic out of home the new things it can do what does that look like um on the client side what's that look like uh you know across agency partners what does that look like uh, within other you know tech partners data partners we're working with how where is that at where are the different tools that we can adapt what we're doing um, collaboratively across different channels to kind of bend it into shape to meet the client goal? So it's still um, it's really exciting, and there's a lot of really good possibility here. But for us, it's still around how do we help it meet the client need, um, and then we adjust around that. 
yeah, I think that's again that's super interesting. I know f- for me, I've got always in the back of my head when I'm when I'm talking about omnichannel, which ostensibly we're talking about today. You know, omnichannel is just a word, right? Really, it's um, it is about meeting those client goals and how you apply that. You know, how programmatic out of home can add to that media mix or even be used as, as a fantastic um, you know channel in, in itself. I just wondered then taking that as the kind of as we're evolving into this space were there any particular challenges that you've run into um in your particular experiences when we're trying to work with other channels um particularly around kind of cross-channel planning are there any any challenges and any kind of great fixes that we we found out there yeah and it's kind of an astute question and i think because our world that we sit in day by day we're kind of used to it but it's changing at breakneck speed. So the capabilities that we have, the tools that we've got, you know, on, on your side of the fence, Don, like what, what the media is doing, like what tools do they have? How is the inventory itself changing? Um, you know, what cables are being put into the frames? You know, where do they connect to? What have they got? What can we do? It's, um, you know, loses terms. It's changing really, really fast. So keeping folks who are, you know, Maybe that's not their bread and butter. It's not their day to day. Helping them understand the changes that are happening, what they mean, um, and what they offer um, is a bit of a challenge. There's an, I think there's an education piece across a lot of different areas that is, um, you know, almost inevitable at the moment. It's it's moving so fast that it isn't possible for everyone to be up to the minute all the time when you're not in it day to day. So I think that's one element. But I think one of the really exciting bits is that um, we can really add value in this instance because we're a cookie-less channel. By its very nature, we're interested in uh, kind of one-to-many and we're interested in kind of the geography of that. So we're less interested in PII. So cookies are less relevant to our world. Um, There isn't that sort of question hanging over the channel. Uh, which is fantastic. So when, you know, we've been speaking around contextual relevance, contextual data for a very long time um, and trying to have those conversations, I find it really interesting where other channels are now perhaps going, oh, that's interesting. That might be applicable for what I'm thinking about and what I'm doing. So you end up in these really interesting conversations where what we've been thinking around and programming at home for a little while is something that other channels are also thinking, actually, that is quite a neat way of supplementing what I'm trying to find. It helps me find things at scale. Um, as we're seeing other areas of that data uh, ecosystem, you know, begin to shift and change. And some of the, you know, underlying assumptions that were, you know, the bedrock, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago are beginning to move. Yeah, it's really interesting that I think, you know, even in programmatic channels or traditional programmatic channels or traditional digital channels, you know, contextual isn't anything new, but I'm always talking about out of home being the OG contextual channel, right? I mean, bakers used to paint loaves of bread on the side of their bakeries before people could read. That's always been kind of intrinsic in our DNA. And I think it's, it's, edifying working with 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 um other channels where you can really add that experience and the strength of, of programmatic out of home uh into the media mix i think really when you touch on at the start around change as well i mean that is such a big thing for me i'm constantly um quoting justin trudeau you know the pace of change will never be this slow again and, and i genuinely believe that and it keeps things uh 
very interesting and exciting um, to say the very, very least. I mean, taking the kind of these kind of what we can learn from other channels and what we can teach other channels and working together. Um, what do you think you have seen have been kind of the main benefits in kind of increased uh, collaboration with people or perhaps other people in 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 your uh, the agencies that you work with um, on non out of home channels combined with out of home. Yeah, it's um, it's always a little bit different, and it's, it's always a bit of a different journey. But I think it really helps you understand the client a little bit better because in the briefing process, it, things are tailored to. Um, the sorts of channels you're talking to and it makes perfect sense um there's a lot of value in that as well but i think when folks from different channels get together you know you start talking around what you found works previously with similar clients or folks in the same channel um or even what you've done previously on the client and though there's generally a few little nuggets that fall out which gives you a bit of a deeper insight to, oh, okay, this worked because they're interested in that. Brilliant. Well, that links to something we did a couple of months ago around this. So you it, you generate all these additional um, pieces of insight that you wouldn't necessarily have um, thought to ask that question or something that might not have been relevant or might not appear to be relevant actually comes out and you actually find it really is. So I think it helps um, people in every element get a little bit closer to what the client is after, um, which helps everybody. Um, and then I think it also, you get greater insight into some of the challenges that different channels face, you know, how clients see them, what they're trying to use them for, you know, is that perception? Is it reality? Is it, are those two things aligned? Are they maybe not so much? Um, and kind of having those conversations in a, with a very specific goal in mind, I think really helps boost understanding across what you know you do what other folks are doing and what the client is trying to do as well and you're all trying to get them to a certain point um so i think it does help uh just raise a greater understanding of what each party in the kind of the in the chain is trying to do so that's some, you know, that's great to hear about how you've managed to, to take those learnings and grow those learnings and collaborate in that in that way. But I guess in reality, not everyone's that lucky. Not everyone's, you know, be, been lucky enough to be in the in perhaps in the or have the experiences that, that you've had um, within the industry so far. I just wondered, kind of, what advice would you give to anyone out there who is operating in a silo and perhaps would want to, um, you know add more value by working with and learning from other practitioners in other channels? How can individuals, I guess, feel empowered to, to drive change um, to their approach to be more of an omni-channel approach or cross-channel approach or really just share that that education piece? Yeah, it, it, silos can be tricky, right? They're, um, there is, you know, there are definitely strengths in them. You, you know, you concentrate expertise, you can gain efficiencies, you you get really deep, deep knowledge about a certain thing. And that can be really handy in, in certain areas. Um, always limitations, flip side comes with everything. Um, but I think if, if folks are in those positions, then there's always, it, it's an opportunity as well as a um, challenge, right? There's a lot of information out there between different trade bodies, different um, you know, partners in the ecosystem that are putting out quite a lot of 
research or perspectives or you know uh, webinars there's all sorts out there kind of explaining what some of the changes have been kind of what the revolution has looked like over the last few years um so there's a lot of material out there so it is possible to kind of upskill um enough in this area to kind of start the conversation start asking kind of interesting questions the, you know the right questions that can lead you on um but also the, one of the nice things about this area is that folks in pragmatic home are generally pretty open um so if you find a name or you find someone um reach out like most folks are are happy to say hello or point you in the right direction um or have a quick chat um so it's yeah silos can be um interesting places but potentially challenging ones if you want to reach out beyond them, probably a good thing. Generally quite interesting. Um, but there's lots of ways to do it. So the internet's your friend. Um, kind of reaching out to colleagues in different areas is your friend. Um, and if those are hard to come by, then there are people who have sat on panels, people who are doing podcasts, um, you know, people doing research that would be happy to say hello. Yeah, that's a great opportunity for me to get a sales pitch in, which I will never, never turn down, as you as you well know, Alice. So, I mean, we um, we're, we're working with partners like, like Kinetic and and um, research bodies like MTM, who on the last um, on the last podcast, there are loads of resources out there. Um, if you go to the JCD Co website, of course, there's plenty on there. You can find the Time Is Now research. You can find our Digital Change Makers podcast. You can find this podcast. If you go to LinkedIn and pop pop in Programmatic Out of Home, you will probably just see my face these days uh thanks for the great job our, our marketing team do here um but i think your point really resonates with me that we are generally quite an open bunch and the kind of specialism that we that we have does lead to passion right and we care about what we do and we love it and we like to share it so um to alice's point i say anyone out there who wants to learn more go to the website get in touch find one of us on linkedin um come along and say hi at, at an event and i'm sure we uh, more than happy to talk to you as would anyone else within the ever-growing community i would say um so it's been really exciting to talk to you today, Alice, uh, about the kind of transformation uh, of programmatic digital out of home. And I think change has been a really um, a really constant theme in what you've been saying, and it resonates very much with kind of my own experience within this space. But continuing that trend into the future, thinking about the next 12 months, how do you think team structures or collaborations might evolve over the, over the next year or coming years? Um, and why, I guess? What do you think is driving that? Well, that's a big question. <clears throat> they say what a, a week is a long time in politics. I think 12 months is a very long period of time in uh, the life of pragmatic at home. Um, but I think, you know, 2023 is going to be an interesting year all around, um, I think, for absolutely everybody. Um, there will be a lot of movement and change. Um, I think we're seeing really positive signs around pragmatic out of home in particular. I think we're seeing a lot of the the right things happening and things move in the right direction. So I expect that to continue. And I think most people I'm speaking to also are seeing the same thing and meeting the tea leaves the same way. So I think there's lots of reasons to be optimistic around where this part of the world is going, um, which is, the, I think, a really important thing. Um, you know, what's going to drive it? I think um, clients and other parts of, our, of the ecosystem getting a bit more informed and, and learning more, are sharing more, I think that's crucial. I think it creates this kind of virtuous circle where people try things, it works, it delivers results, and we try it again. 
and we get better and we deliver more. Um, so I think it'll be driven by curiosity. I think it'll be driven by um, kind of a, a need to change and do things a little bit differently and to look to find advantage and benefits for clients in, in new areas, give new opportunities for um, new ways to, to engage with, with brands and brand customers, which is what uh, lots of people we're working with want to do. So I think it will become a bit more fluid. Um, obviously, it's not going to change magically overnight, and arguably nor should it. Um, but I think we will see a little bit more uh, fluidity and um, collaboration when in the areas where it makes sense to do that. Yeah, one, one thing that came through really clearly in the in the time is now research, I think is it's not a case of one size fits all. There's yeah. different teams will take different approaches and that will, you know, that will potentially be based on, you know, it could just be their client base, right? If they are an agency who just looks after autos brands and the way their teams interact um, might be very, very different to, you know, a network group who's leaning into into certain um, uh, certain different directions. I think one thing we can probably say is it will continue, I, I believe, you know, we'll continue to be talking about data and working with data teams closer and closer. Um, I think measurement is going to grow um, within this space as, again, you, you and I have discussed many a time, Alice. And I really liked earlier when you were talking about deep specialisms for those working in programmatic out of home. I, I like to think about teams working in almost like a matrix, uh, a matrix management style. So you have people who have real core specialisms and real expertise, but are able to work with counterparts with different specialisms and expertise on individual projects for individual client needs and client campaigns. Uh, certainly for me, I think that's probably going to form part of the future, but that's probably not going to be... Um, not going to be the same for everyone. I'm sure we can say that. Yeah, I mean, people will <clears throat> approach this slightly differently. Um, data and programmatic go hand in hand. They're kind of inherently linked, really. Um, so we'll, I think we'll see that continue and, and grow further. Um, and as expertise grows, it, I think it will be shared. And I think there will be f folks with varying levels of knowledge. Um, and as long as that's in the right, right level and the right area, I think we're into a good space. But... I think when it comes down to for the right use case, putting the right people, I think is the reality there. That will be in for a little while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, Alice, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Um, we hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, please feel free to download the uh, the Time Is Now research that we've referenced, which will be in the notes for the show. Please subscribe and stay tuned for episode three. Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home, brought to you by JC Deco.